Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Ask Alika. Hope you have an awesome 2019. Now, we're going to kick off with our top six digital marketing predictions for the year. And number one, we're going to talk about multi-channel marketing now. Multi-channel marketing just means relying on uh, different channels of marketing, right? And not just focusing on one channel. Now, we've had prospects and clients in the past focus, just say to us, look, I just want to focus on SEO or I just want to do Facebook advertising or I just want to do this. Um, You can't do that anymore. It's just not going to work, right? So, if companies want to do well or government agencies want to do well in marketing or in their businesses, then they need to invest in various channels. You've just got to do it. Why do you have to do it? Well, because of the volume of marketing channels and the volume of devices out there, right? So, you know, you've got Facebook, you've got SEO, you've got Instagram, you've got LinkedIn, you've got Twitter, you've got um, not only that, you've got different devices out there from mobiles to desktop to tablets to phablets, which is the, th- the device in between phones and tablets, right? There's a lot of different devices and different marketing channels. Attention is spread, okay? So, you need to be in different areas in order to do well. And in order to do and, and look, company some companies still don't understand this. Um, some established companies that don't understand this and that only just want to focus on one thing. To that, I say no. That's not the right way. You, you cannot do that. You either go all in or you don't do it at all. Okay. Now you can phase it in. You can invest in a few channels and then um, in phase two inv- expand. In phase three, expand more. I'd believe in phasing. Um, but you cannot put all your eggs in just one channel. It won't work. And the different channels rely on each other, okay? Um, now, we always see better conversion rates whenever a company conducts in multi-channel marketing. It, it just happens. Why? People's behavior has have changed, okay? Now, people, when they make a decision, they're not just looking at one channel and then thinking, oh, okay, cool, I'm ready to make my decision, yes or no. They're looking to make their decision uh from all sorts of channels. So, people are researching all over the web. They're looking at Google. They're looking at Facebook. They're looking at Instagram. They're looking at LinkedIn. They're looking at, um, you know, Twitter. They're looking at the website. They are looking at various different channels to make a decision. So, you need to be everywhere, okay? And that's why we do see better conversion rates, much better conversion rates when a company or a government agency invests in multi-channel marketing. Now, if you're going to do multi-channel marketing, then you must, I implore you to track all of your results properly and use something called attribution modeling, okay? I've spoken about this before, very passionate about it. Um, you know, most people today, I still believe they measure a lead or a sale or a result using the last touch method, okay? So, for example, you own company X and you sell widget X and you are tracking your results using the last touch method and you see that, oh, SEO is the result of all these sales that I'm getting for the X widget. You're looking at the Google Analytics dashboard and you go, oh, wow, SEO is doing really well. Let me invest more in that. But what you're not doing is you're not measuring the journey to the sale, right? So, before somebody actually found uh, the company through Google, through SEO, they might have found the, they might have seen the company on Facebook, right? They might have seen the company or the widget on Instagram or on LinkedIn 
or somewhere else, okay? Now, you need to track that whole journey and this is called attribution modeling, okay? So, if, for example, Facebook was the start of the journey, SEO was the last touch point and then the sale was made, well, then you need to give credit to Facebook. So, this is called attribution modeling. Super important if you're going to do multi-channel marketing. I don't see enough companies actually track their results using this method. You got to do it. It's just a must, okay? Fundamental stuff. Okay, number two. Um, I think we will be seeing uh, organic Facebook marketing dead in 2019 for the most part. What do I mean by that? Okay, Facebook ads are still awesome. That's a separate discussion. Okay, that's the paid ads side of things. But in terms of organic, uh, when Zuckerberg made the announcement that Facebook was going to be more family-friendly, friends and family focused, you know, they really did start to make massive changes, right? And in 2018, you know, you you, pro- you might have seen some of your posts um, really get a lot less reach and engagement. I know I did, especially if they're business related, okay? If you post a picture of your baby, it's going to get heaps of reach and engagement. If you post selfies with your brother or sister or your mum or dad, going to get heaps of reach and engagement. But if you post products, if you post business type content, it doesn't tend to get much engagement or reach, Okay. Even the songs that I sometimes sing for fun and chuck on Facebook, they don't get much reach anymore. Um, and that's to do with Facebook's algorithm. It's changed. And already in 2018, um, it took a massive dip. Um, but on the flip side, Facebook ads is still well, is still um, alive and kicking. It still does really well. I'm a strong believer in that, I think. Facebook paid ads will do really well in 2019. I'm a big believer. You can target your audience um, you, you can create really niche target audiences, which is why it's so powerful. Uh, I still think it's fairly cheap. Um, I also see organic Instagram dying in 2019, right? It hasn't yet uh, gone to the level that Facebook has. But in the past one or two years, Instagram has, it's been a lot easier to get organic reach with Instagram and engagement with Instagram than it has Facebook. But I think that's going to change. Okay, and I think a lot of influencers and a lot of people that have built their brands and their products and their businesses on Instagram only uh, are going to suffer and be upset about this. Um, But I think that's what's going to happen in 2019. When exactly? I don't know. It's already started. The engagement and the reach that people get is not as great as it once was. Um, And, you know, just like Facebook, Facebook and Instagram, so just like Facebook, you know, Instagram ads, I think, will continue to do well, okay, but not the organic side of Instagram. Okay, LinkedIn organic is still, um, is one of the few social platforms that does really well organically. You can get excellent reach and engagement if you play the right, if you play the game right and if you engage with people and you're producing good content and you're very active in a good way on LinkedIn, you can do a lot of damage organically, Okay. So, I'm still a huge believer in organic LinkedIn. I think it's still going to be strong in 2019. Uh, I think maybe in 2020, you'll start to see more kind of emphasis on paid advertising on LinkedIn, uh, particularly with personal profiles. So, at the moment, paid ads can only really be done through company profiles. So, for now, I think LinkedIn organic is super, super, super strong, especially in the B2B space. Uh, even in the B2C space, I think there's a place for LinkedIn. I think it's a very underrated platform. Um, so, watch that space. I think organically, it's one of the few platforms that's still going to do well. Um, and Twitter organic, you know, will still do well. 
Um, but in terms of, you know, if you're a local business or if you're a government agency, um, I'm not 100% sure whether Twitter's for you. Like, it, it's very, it's good for very specific niches. Uh, it's good for customer support, customer service. Um, whether it's great for generating leads and sales, it really depends on the industry. Um, but across the board, it, it's not, Twitter is not a, particularly in Australia, it's not a channel that I would focus first on, okay? Uh, but again, it depends on the industry. All right, so number three, we talked number one, we talked about multi-channel marketing. Number two, we talked about uh, organic, certain organic social platforms dying and but PPC in the social space still being strong. Um, number three, video marketing. I think like you might have noticed this, but video marketing has really taken off in the last year and I think it's going to go continue to go crazy in 2019. So, I think we're going to continue to uh, see platforms favor video marketing, which they did in 2018. So, if you produce video content, then you'll tend to get more reach and engagement because the platform favor platforms favor video marketing. I think that people will continue to be more innovative with videos. So, you'll see short form, long form, illustrative type videos, animation type videos. You'll see um, more kind of transitions, effects, um, different types of subtitles and just different effects overall. You see more people doing vlog type videos in Facebook ads, in Instagram ads, in LinkedIn ads. Um, So, you're going to see more innovation in video And overall, you're just going to see more video on all the platforms, short and long form, okay? Um, And also, the other reason for this is also that people actually do enjoy videos. (laughs) The stats show this. You know, we we really use a lot of video in our marketing now for clients and ourselves. And I'll tell you what, like the engagement is generally a lot higher, a lot higher. Okay, so that's number three. Video marketing is going to continue to grow in 2019. Number four, search. I'm going to talk about search now. Voice search will continue to rise. Okay, so you've got Siri, you've got Alexa, you've got Google. They're the three main voice search devices. And more and more people are saying to their Siri and to their Google homes, things like, what are family-friendly restaurants around me? Or take me to XYZ business? Or how do I vote? Or what is my bin day? So, you're going to see more and more um, demand for voice search queries. And what does that mean for any business or government agency? It means target long tail and conversational queries, right? Such as the ones I mentioned. What are family friendly restaurants around me? That would be good if you're in the hospitality industry. Um, people are saying to their series, take me to XYZ business. And then their phone will uh, go to the Google map and show them directions to XYZ business. So, if you are any type of business, make sure that you rank really well for your home address. I'm oh, sorry, for your business address. This is, it's actually surprising that uh, a lot of, you know, offices or companies don't do this, right? They don't actually rank really well for their own business address. And if you're in the government, you know, you want to answer queries such as how do I vote? How do I find my bin date? Um, you know, how do I um, find the council minutes, right? So, you know, long tail and conversational queries are on the rise. The stats actually show this. Research shows this. If you do some Google keyword research, you will find that people are actually 
using these search queries more and more and more. So voice search is continue, going to continue to rise. Now, number five, I want to talk about websites. I really think uh, that UX, UX, for those that don't know, UX means user experience, okay? So user experience will be even more important, okay? And that's the customer experience of a website from A to Z, from the homepage all the way to whatever information uh, they wanted or whatever they wanted to do, whether that's to contact the company or get a certain information or download a brochure, that whole journey, I think companies are going to spend more time doing that and the companies that do spend more time doing that are going to win, okay? Now, you've got Wix, you've got Weebly, you've got all these DIY, do-it-yourself website uh, software programs and I don't think they will ever take over completely. There is a time and place for that if you're a small startup with hardly any budget, then Wix might be a good idea for you. Weebly might be a good idea for you. But, um, you know, more and more, I think more and more companies are realizing that the customer journey, having a unique and engaging and super user-friendly customer journey from the homepage to whatever the client wants to do, more and more people understand that this is important. So, you're going to see more investment in UX, right, which means that when any... Uh, companies building a website, more time is going to be spent on the wireframing of uh, all the designs and the designs themselves, okay, and the information in the site and how it flows and all that stuff, okay. I think also more time will be spent on um, unique mobile designs, okay. So, most sites today are responsive, meaning that, you know, a desktop site will adapt to a, a mobile site and vice versa, but you're going to see more unique mobile design because stats show that more and more people are looking at websites on their phones. And so, you're going to see more um, mobile sites be quite different from the desktop versions. Okay. I think we're going to see more illustrations, more cartoons, more infographics. Why? Because people love people love them. Okay. And because illustrations, they actually remove a lot of bias. Okay. They throw race and religion out the window. You're going to see more emphasis on speed. So, Google are already highly favoring sites that are fast and you're going to see more and more of that. Um, so, make sure your website's fast next year or well, now. Sorry, not next year. Make sure your website is fast now. I think we're going to see more interactivity with websites such as background videos, image galleries, slideshows, infographics with clickable hotspots, transition effects, parallax effects, hoverover effects. Um, I think we're going to see bigger clear to act, uh, call to action buttons. We're going to see more time spent on designing really cool, interactive and engaging forms, right? So, um, you know, at the moment you have the contact form. Like, like the most typical form is the contact form, which has name, email, phone number, okay? I think we're going to see more interactive forms, right? Forms with progress bars, uh, forms where you fill out a field and then a tick uh, suddenly pops up. Okay, more uh, forms with instructions that pop up to help you fill out the form, things like that. Okay, so I think we're going to see an upping of the ante with website designs overall, especially the customer journey from the homepage to whatever the prospect wants to do. You're going to be see uh, more user-friendly sites, okay? And I have a theory um, about the whole Wix Weebly do-it-yourself kind of websites like, you know, my theory is that they will never take over because 
you know, websites, like with anything in life, life's about competition, right? And websites are about competition. Okay, so a website will do well if it's better than its competition. So, if everyone's on Wix and Weebly producing these very mediocre looking sites, right, then the people that are going to win are the ones that do it better. And how do you do it better? You keep innovating, okay? You keep innovating and you keep um, trying to make your site better, more user-friendly, more engaging and more unique, right? Which is why I think um, in 2019, you know, you're going to see an upping, upping of the ante with websites overall. And lastly, number six, I want to talk about artificial intelligence. I think the media does really hype up artificial intelligence a lot. Um, I do believe in it big time and I think it's going to take over eventually, okay? But look, I don't think there's going to be a Skynet situation um, ever. I do think that in 2019, getting practical, I think there's going to be more and more chatbots being used across websites. I think that with the bigger brands, you're going to see a lot of really smart chatbots having really intelligent conversations with human beings, okay? The big companies that have money and time to invest in really intelligent chatbots. I think the smaller companies, are, you're going to see more chatbots with the smaller companies and there's a lot of free chatbots out there that you can download and use for free. There's a lot of cheap ones. Um, and I think for the small to medium businesses, you're going to see chatbots being used as a smart search. I really believe that. I think that, you know, I'm Joe Blogs. I'm going to hop on into a website, say it's an accounting website, right? And I, um, you know, chatbot comes up and it'll say, what are you interested in? And and then it'll give me three options, you know, tax accounting, superannuation um, or other, okay? And it'll give me three options and say I'm interested in tax accounting, I'll click on the tax accounting button and then it'll say, oh, great. Um, you know, what other options do you now want to uh, pursue? And then I as Joe Blogs will just keep going and going until I get the information I want and you know, the chatbots is really just going to help me to get what I want easier and quicker, right? So, I really see chatbots being used a lot as a smart search um, this year and the bigger companies, yes, they, they will have smarter chatbots. Um, but overall, I think that, yeah, we're going to see more chatbots and it's going to continue to evolve. So, <clears throat> those are my top six digital marketing predictions for 2019. Hope it helps your business, organization, or government agency. Until next Tuesday, peace.